Good morning. Our scripture lesson comes to us from Numbers chapter 9, beginning at verse 15. On the day the tabernacle was set up, the cloud covered the tabernacle, the tent of the covenant. And from evening until morning, it was over the tabernacle, having the appearance of fire. It was always so. The cloud covered it by day, and the appearance of fire by night. Whenever the cloud lifted from over the tent, then the Israelites would set out. And in the place where the cloud settled down, there the Israelites would camp. At the command of the Lord, the Israelites would set out, and at the command of the Lord, they would camp. As long as the cloud rested over the tabernacle, they would remain in camp. The word of the Lord. One of the questions that churches, schools, and businesses are being asked a lot these days is, what lessons are we learning from the pandemic? I've discovered that the expected answer usually involves technology. Perhaps a better question is, are we learning faith in the faithfulness of God? Let us pray. Holy God, we've gathered here to place our lives in front of your open word, asking that your spirit would allow it to travel deep into the most protected corners of our hearts. We ask it in the name of the Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Sometimes you'll hear someone say, that the past is gone, and the future is uncertain. The present is all that is clear. The Bible believes just the opposite. It is the past and the future that are very clear. And the present and our choices quite uncertain. When the Hebrews were engaged in their wilderness sojourn, they were told to constantly remember the clear faithfulness of God in their past. The God who brought them through the waters, the God who carried them on eagles' wings. And to be renewed in the clear promise and vision that God provided the people of a land where they would live in freedom clear past and clear future. What was uncertain was what the people would do along the way, day after day on the journey. Would they renew their faith in this promise of God? Or would they turn to anxiety, complaint, and idolatry? Like them, we too are on a journey with God. And the past and the future have already been written down very clearly. This is not just their story, this is our story, your story. Your story's been written, it's all found right here. And the opening words of your story are, in the beginning, God. That's how your life starts, in the beginning, God. So life does not begin when you graduate, it doesn't begin when you get a job, it doesn't begin when you fall in love or have kids. 
It has its decisive beginning with the creativity of God, who is not done. And the ending of the story has also been written down, and it, it ends beautifully. It's a little scary right before the end. But the end is with God making a home among mortals and a river of life and a tree growing out of that river with leaves for the healing of the nations. And everything about the mission of your life is to strive for some approximation of that ending that God has already determined. Nothing you're going to do is going to make it end any worse or any better. It's, if you get scared like a mystery, just read the ending. It's right there. It ends spectacularly. There's no question about the beginning or the end. The question is, will we believe that the one who began a good work in you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus Christ? Will we live faithfully? Will we do what we have clearly been told to do? Is that how we will respond to the anxieties of the day? Along the way in the desert sojourn, God kept the Hebrews alive with the manna. The manna, that thing they had to take in every day. Everyone had to get their own day after day. It wasn't enough, wasn't much. It was just enough to keep them going on the journey. But the best metaphor of the manna comes from its name, which translates, what is it? I just love this part of the story. Every morning the parents would go out and get a bowl full of what is it? (laughs) I'm sure they prepared it as creatively as they could, but there was no what is it helper back then. (laughs) They'd put it on the table, the kids would say, What is it? And the parents would say, yes. (laughs) Day after day, the people were taking in this question, this thing that wasn't certain. What is it? What is it, God, that you're asking of us? What is it that you're forming and making of us? What is it that we are called to do this day? What is it? That's how they were nurtured, with questions, not answers. And God led the people with this cloud. A cloud over the tabernacle, the meeting place with God. It was impossible to be in a meeting place with God without being in a cloud. And when the cloud moved, the tabernacle moved, which meant that they were always either in the cloud or at night in a fire, not comforting images. But again, always in a cloud along the way. It's hard to see in a cloud. but it is possible to walk by faith, which is the point of the journey. So isn't it striking that so many of our prayers are actually prayers for certainty and clarity? We don't say that. We say that we're seeking discernment. But maybe that's just spiritual talk for trying to get our head outside of the cloud. Again, The point of the journey is learning to walk by faith in an uncertain present. 
you want certainty, look to the past. There we see the faithfulness of God. When we walked through the waters, he was with us, and the rivers did not overwhelm us. When we passed through the fire, we were not burned, and the flame did not consume us, because, as Isaiah says, we are precious and honored, and God loves us. That's clear. That's certain. And it's also certain that you have been called to use your life to strive for the peaceable reign of Christ on earth. But in between them, there's always a cloud. There's so many questions about this pandemic. When will it end? How can we both best be safe? We don't have certainty. We have precautions, but we don't have certainty. There's a cloud. It will remain with us as long as it does. We are always betwixt and between. But don't get preoccupied with the cloud. You know, it reappears in the New Testament. During the um, transfiguration of Jesus, cloud reappears. And the few disciples who are with them are so preoccupied with the cloud that they want to start a building program. But this voice comes out to them and says, this is the beloved son, listen to him. And just before Jesus' ascension, he gives the great commission. And he says, you will go out into Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. And then he disappears in a cloud. Do the disciples run down the hill excited about their mission? No, they stay there staring at the cloud. And eventually a couple of angels walk by and say, it's not about the cloud. (laughs) Do what he told you to do. There it is. Do what you have been told to do. It is striking that at the end of his apostolic career, among his last words to us, the Apostle Paul says to the church in Philippi, keep on doing whatever is honorable and just and pure and pleasing and commendable. Keep on doing what you have received and learned from me and the God of peace will be with you. Just keep on doing what you know to do. That's his last words. This is his legacy words. Just keep doing what you know is right. God loves to see routine acts of faithfulness. Who do you think created routine? You know how much of the world holds together by the same things happening again and again and again? Whether it's little things like electrons going around a nucleus or big things like planets going around stars, if any of them stop doing the same thing over and over again, we are all in big trouble. But they do out of faithfulness to the creator. Winter, spring, summer, fall, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Winter, spring, summer, or fall. So do what you know to do in the midst of the cloud. Keep on preparing lectures, going to class, writing papers. Keep on worshiping together, eating together, laughing together, serving together. Keep on doing justice and loving kindness 
and walking humbly. Keep on looking for the face of Christ in those who are not like you. And do it again and again. And the most amazing thing of all is not that God is so faithful. That's what the past makes clear. The amazing thing is that God has faith in you and me and us. God has faith that we will keep on doing whatever is honorable and just and pure and pleasing and commendable. And we will do it again and again. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.